Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald, Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. It's Susan Miller-Degnan. Susan, what's going on? Uh, well, we're counting. How many days and counting? Football, finally. Yeah, yeah, less than a week. We're recording this Thursday. Uh, ACC Media Days have wrapped up in North Carolina. Uh, Susan couldn't be there this year, but obviously we've got some stuff to talk about uh, from that. And then um, by the time, next time you guys listen to an episode um, after this one, uh, training camp will be underway. So we'll wrap things up with the uh, sort of camp slash or very early season preview we promised uh, last week. Um, but first, ACC Media Days, um, Mario Cristobal. Tyler Van Dyke, Cam Kinchins, Matt Lee, all up in Charlotte to talk about um, the outlook for this season for Miami. And, you know, ACC Media Days, it's always as much about the PR spin, right? And setting that it's the first chance you get to kind of set the narrative of what this team or of what this season can be. And and for Mario Cristobal, the one thing I think is maybe kind of notable is this team was bad last year. They went five and seven. They didn't qualify for a bowl game. Um, you know, some coaches go to media days and when they're, especially when they're early on in a rebuild, they'll talk about how we're early on. Right. And there's a long way to go. And, um, that's certainly part of what Mario Cristobal is talking about, but, um, just as much, I think he is kind of, you know, he's not shying away from expectations for this season, right? He's not talking like they're going to be a, a national championship contender, but, um, you know, he clearly believes, or at least is putting out the, in the world. And, and that means something right. That this team should be good this year after the yes. last year is an outlier and will kind of be a one-off um, and Miami will be right back to what we expect from them and, and, and yeah. building toward more than that. Yeah. And I, I, I don't even know if he's making it like last year was an outlier. I, I think all along he's, as you know, during the season has said, this takes time Yeah, and we're, we're on the right path. And I'm doing everything I I have to do to you know make this team uh, a champion. And he is he said again um, uh, he said again that, you know this week on Joe Rose show also mm-hmm. uh, while he was at the ACC meetings that there's no doubt in his mind this team will be be a championship team. Uh, but he didn't say this year. Yeah, not this year. Yeah, it will return to its former greatness. Um, he's sure of that and that, you, you know, people just have to be patient, which he's said all along, mm-hmm. or he hasn't even said people have to be patient, that they they know inside the program that it's a, it, it is a process and that they're doing the right things. And they they have done a lot, really, to 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 change things up mm-hmm. um, for this for this coming season. New a lot of new coaches, yeah. a lot of new players, a lot of players left. Um, so yeah, it was upbeat and it's always upbeat. It's always, you know, the best, all the kids say it's the best, uh, culture they've, yeah. they've seen since they've been here. That's every year, but I do right. think a lot of changes have been made. Yeah, well, I, I went on, uh, Larry Bluestein's radio show earlier in the week, actually. And we were talking about all the changes Miami made. And to me, that is the most if I'm a Miami fan and I'm, if I'm a kind of like more pessimistic Miami fan, because there's obviously some people who are like true Mario believers. Right. And, but if, if you're a kind of a standard Miami fan who was excited about Mario Cristobal saw the way last year went and understandably have maybe kind of tempered your long-term expectations, short-term and long-term expectations. 
Uh, the most encouraging thing to me is, and it's something we're going to definitely talk about later on in this episode, is particularly with the coaching staff, the overall, he has done seven new coaches um, yeah. after just one year. Um, you know, coaches and, and Mario can come off as kind of like a stubborn guy, right? Like, a tr- you know, has his philosophies, sticks to them, believes they're going to work. Uh, for the most part, they have um, throughout his career. Um, you know, even going back to when he was at FIU and and obviously at, at Oregon as well. Um, but he saw that whatever they did last year didn't work, right? And that's an admission of failure and a willingness to adjust. There have been some good football coaches, good 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 people on every line of work, right? Whose failure is uh, stubbornness. Um, I mean, I know I wasn't around for the the golden era. But I know everyone complains that that offense was was humming, but he stuck with D'Onofrio on defense, right? And, you know, maybe if they had made a change there, that would have gone differently. And, and Mario could have definitely gone the same way, right? He could have said, we had so many injuries last year. Um, could have made all the excuses, right? And said, we've got this. I mean, how many times did he say, like, these guys have all been successful in other places. There's no reason it shouldn't work here, essentially. Um, but he saw it didn't work. He wasn't afraid to pivot away from it. And um you know it's it's kind of like year one part two it feels like a little bit yeah i mean mario does talk a lot about the past regimes yes at um you know and how you know how they didn't like exactly set the table for him um so i don't know if that's an excuse or not but i 100 percent agree with you that he's he's doing things he's doing positive things um, for the program and uh and we you know we talked about recruiting and this isn't a recruiting uh, one this week but we talked about it is recruiting is always good so um that with all the other changes he's made I think it's kind of exciting I think the coaches uh we're going to talk about the coaches right I just think that it's going to be great with the new coaches um I really sense that especially after the spring yeah uh let's I kind of get guess kind of pivot there to specifically the Shannon Dawson component of this. Cause obviously Tyler Van Dyke um, up in North Carolina this week was asked a lot about the move from Josh Gaddis to Shannon Dawson, maybe the comparisons to um, when Brett Lashley took over and he obviously had his um, breakout freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you make of the way that, and we obviously we've talked to Tyler about Shannon Dawson. So this isn't, entirely new but we're getting close to the season they've had a long time now to work together what 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 stands out to you about the way that he um the the kind of thoughts that he gave this week about Shannon Dawson well I I think he and and I've talked to him too recently I Mm -hmm. I think uh he gets he gets along apparently very well with him I've never got that feeling uh about Gaddis with anybody um, he was not an easy guy, supposedly, to get along with. He was always nice to us, but I, I heard we heard so many things about the, mm-hmm. the former Josh Gaddis uh, coordinator. Um, and Dawson is uh, what he what Tyler keeps repeating is that he has the freedom now. He right. has the freedom to change plays at the line of scrimmage, uh, uh, which he which he didn't really have um, last year, obviously, because he keeps talking about that. Um, how it's, I know that Dawson loves to pass or he, he yeah, you know, air raid guy. Yeah. 
And Erica, but I, I think he also loves to run. Oh my God, that's a cliche, but it's, yeah. I think, I think he's smart. I think Dawson. Yeah, he's not Mike Leach, right? It's not a Mike Leach offense where they're throwing 65 times in every game, no matter what. No, he's smart. And, and Mario Cristobal is old school. Uh, he likes to mm-hmm. run also, and that's good. You need to be able to run. Um, I think, um, it, it also is not going to be like people think it's going to be a no huddle offense, you know, no huddle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a, like a hurry up, no huddle. And it's not totally going to be that they're going to be in huddle. They're going to huddle um, a lot of the time and then he'll mix it up. And sometimes there will be no huddle. It'll be a faster pace. Sometimes I think he's going to change it up, but I think mm-hmm. there will be a lot of uh, huddling. Um, and um I just uh, very psyched to see. I, th- I think they have a g- very good chemistry. I think he trusts Tyler, and uh, I-, I think it was a very, very good hire. So, yeah. And, and yeah, we're going to get to the O line later, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to do with that. Obviously, that right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, for t- I mean, I, I, I kind of got the idea. Like, I, I could see the argument behind why Josh Gaddis was the right. You know, just if you think that you want to run that offense long term, like growing pains are, are worth it. Obviously, they pivoted from their thinking in the last nine months, or at least from thinking that Josh Gaddis was the right answer to that solution or right answer to that problem. But yep. um, I, I got the idea. I get the theory of like, this is what we want to run long term. If we if it makes us worse in the short term, it's worth it. But at the same time, like. And I it's interesting where Tyler kind of stands in the college football quarterback hierarchy right now, but like coming off year one of his first year, right. You had to be thinking he was going to be one of the best guys in the country and guys like that don't come around very often. And I I mean, I think both of us kind of thought it was a mistake last year to not to change the offense so dramatically when you have a quarterback like Tyler Van Dyke, who was legitimately one of the best quarterbacks in the country running Rhett Lashley's offense. Um, Obviously this is different than Rhett Lashley's offense, but I mean, you were never going to hire someone who was just going to, you know, you couldn't clone Rhett Lashley and bring him back. Right. Like you, you were going to lose him. You're going to have to change something, but this makes so much more sense, at least for the short term. And when you have a quarterback like Tyler Van Dyke, I I think like short-term matter. I mean, you look at what, I mean, look at like North Carolina, right? They've got Drake May, who is, um, you know, Heisman contender, potential like top five, top 10 pick in next year's draft. Um, And like, understandably, like they feel like this is a year where they can contend, right? They feel like this, you know, are they going to compete with Georgia and Alabama and, you know, all the great SEC teams and Ohio State, Michigan, the teams you might run into if you make it to the playoff? I don't think so. But you can compete in the ACC. You pull off one, you upset Clemson, and all of a sudden you're in the ACC championship game. Like when you have a quarterback like that, you've got to try to win right now. Um, again, because like I, I know the end goal is a national championship, um, but for a program like for North Carolina, winning an ACC would be huge. For a program like Miami that hasn't won, never, literally never won the ACC, it'd be a big deal. Like you, this is not a championship, a national championship roster. I don't know if it's an ACC championship roster, but when you have a quarterback like that who can elevate you so much, um, you gotta you, you have to gear everything around that, right? You have to gear it around trying to win when you have a guy like that because 
I mean, we thought Jake Garcia was going to be like, it never works out the way you expect. When you have a guy like that, you got to try to win. Exactly. And I I think that's what Mario Cristobal has done. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, the O-line, I, I, he's built everything. He's built everything around that quarterback. Yeah. So, and I, I think his philosophy and we we've talked about it a couple of times with, that they went so heavy on offensive line recruiting last year. And then this year, they, the whole talk was like, they want to try to get this great defensive line cut uh, class. I think Mario's got, and I think this is correct. Like if you have a really good offensive line, a really good defensive line, your floor as a program is going to be hot. Like it's Wisconsin, right? It's eight wins every year. Um, and then when you're Miami and you can get an elite quarterback to come play for you and you should be able to get elite wide receivers, you can get that ceiling high as well. Um so, yeah, they're they're gearing it around that part of it makes sense to gear around the future. And then when you got, like you said, when you have a quarterback like Tyler, you you got to build everything around him to win. Now, you only got him for one more year, probably. Yeah. And that's again, that's 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 what they've done. And now it's now it's I think all eyes are on Tyler, really. All yeah. eyes are, you know, does does he do it? Does he get hit again? Does he, um, you know. Does the pressure get to him? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Can he? You know. Can he stay strong? So uh-huh. we'll uh, see. Before we pivot uh, a little bit to, to some of the news and and our second half of the show, uh, Cam Kinchins and Matt Lee were the other two guys there. Just anything stand out from from what those guys said? Well, I, I yeah, they're both super confident. Yeah, and we kind of knew that about Cam uh, last year. You know, when when he's kind of was the guy that spoke up when everything like went you know went down mm-hmm. uh and said hey if you don't want to be here get out you yeah. know we just want the guys that are that are that really want to do it and really want to work hard um and are not complaining and and all that good stuff um and you know he proved it with his play but yeah. i you know he taught he was very confident he's kind of funny um and uh he you know he believes like he believes uh you know, that, that he and James Williams, you know, are going to be the best safety tandem in the country, for example. And he thinks James Williams could end up being an all American this year. And he's just very upbeat, but he's, you know, very confident. But the thing is he puts the work behind it. Yeah. Puts the work in behind it. He's very, obviously. I mean, on, on, you look at him and he's, doesn't he doesn't look, look like he doesn't, doesn't look, look like an NFL big. safety. He and doesn't look that uh, big, but he's going to be an NFL safety because he's yeah, yeah, super he's, smart. Like all the you exactly. hear the cliches thrown around a lot about like a first in, last out, that kind of stuff. But right. that's all true with Cam. I mean, he had what what was it six interceptions last year? Um, you know, I remember in high school he had a year with like eight interceptions. Like, uh, and he's he's just always kind of had that um, that high IQ that that he's. Yeah. makes everything work for him and 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 then as far as matt lee goes uh another i i mean i have only heard really great things yeah. about him david and i and i i mean i've met him and talked to him a little bit he's he's a very personable confident smart young man and um but also uh kind of a leader leader type he's strong yeah. strong strong willed and 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 again smart that goes a long way. And I, and I think he's super talented. He feels like we, we talk about this sometimes where like some, you know, college kids, there's a huge range of, I mean, there's 18 year olds and there's, uh, well, I guess there's like 27 year olds on this team too, or <laughs> however old uh, uh, McCormick is like 25. Um, 
<laughs> but you know, so a lot of times kids, you talk to them and they feel like kids because they are. And sometimes they feel like adults and Matt Lee, he feel, you know, he's an older guy. Sure. Um, he did, what four years already at UCF. This will be his fifth year. So um, yeah. he's, he's an fair. older guy who's been through a lot and had to be a leader there. And, and obviously comes into Miami and leader and confident and good. I mean, yeah, he's good. Like good. he knows the field. He knows what's, you know, he knows it out very well in pro football focus stuff. If you care about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he knows what's in front of him, you know, uh, and, um, and he's a great communicator and I get probably, I would think a calming influence mm-hmm. for the younger kids. Yeah. I mean, they might, they're probably going to start a freshman at right tackle. Like that's what we both think. Right. right? So yeah. it helps to I have. And I, yeah. So he's, I think Matt Lee is like like super is going to be uh, is one of the guys that are very important to the mm-hmm. success of this team. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason they brought him there, right? Like, they obviously one is because he's a good communicator and a good interview, but they only bring the guys there who are like leaders. <laughs> interview on the shore. I mean, yeah, he is, he is, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's. Let's hope everybody stays healthy. That's 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 what I'm hoping. Well, yeah, let's wrap up with that before we move it over to our uh, preview. Um, a couple, the okay. newsiest tidbits out of the week were injury stuff. Uh, Trevante Citizen, who, as people uh, might remember, got hurt in the preseason last year. Um, still not going to be ready for probably the start of the year. They're they're hoping he'll be back at some point this season. A little disappointing there, I think. Um, you know, hopes are obviously very high for him. Um, hopefully, right. we get to see him healthy and. Um, you know, the same way that they kind of brought Don Chaney back at the end of last year, got his feet wet uh, before, um, you know, coming back uh, for a full season the following year. Hopefully they can do a similar thing with uh, Trevante Citizen. Um, the more concerning injury piece, though, is the Zion Nelson status, um, a guy we have basically seen like once in the last seen on a football field once in the last 18 months, I guess. Yeah. yeah like what I think since somebody said he played two K. I only saw played one A and M, I'm pretty and sure. I, yeah, Texas A and M. Maybe he dressed for one other game, but he only played in one game. Um and then we just never saw him again. We didn't see him at all in the spring. We saw him, we didn't see him on the field in the spring. Um, and they're still hoping he's gonna be ready for the start of the regular season, but not gonna be ready for the start of camp. Um in this knee. Issue or yeah. you know maybe there's other stuff too. Um, it no, just no, keeps no. lingering. Yeah, it's crazy because like last year, right around this time, it was like, a media right? day. I remember we talked to him. Day. He had a brace on his knee. He had a brace, and he said that he had uh, surgery at that point um, three weeks ago. So this it was, was like was early crazy. July. He had had the surgery. Yeah. I think he said maybe That's like it. July fourth weekend. Yeah, he, like he had. Exactly. And, 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 and he was given a six to eight timetable, six to eight week, excuse me, timetable for his return. And we kind of all thought they were gearing up to play him in the A&M game, which is what happened. But, um, no, yeah, he just, whatever happened, they never, what's kind of interesting is no one ever really, uh, got specific about it, you know, yeah. about there were just, just, there were just complications. I don't know. Yeah, he said not... it was like a knee scope is the way he made it sound where they were, went in and cleaned some of the cartilage out. And, but they um, did that also. You mean, again, it may, maybe it was the other knee. I don't, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, there might be, there might've been other injuries that happened. We don't know. It's been a long time. And yeah, a year ago it was the floating cartilage, you know? Yeah. And that's what I mean. In the, yep. In the left, uh, I think in the left knee, maybe. 
yeah, yeah right. slap knee. So, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure about the newest thing. And I mean, all I know is every year people keep saying last couple of years, they keep saying Zion Nelson an NFL prospect. I'm the, I, I'm sure. And that, you know, once he gets in and all that, but now I'm not convinced until I actually see him in. I mean, to, to me, why isn't, I don't know. Why isn't he back? Yeah. It's, a, it's like a sad situation because this guy was, he he's I a mean, great guy too. Yeah. And still yeah. is, you know, like, a tackle with that size and athleticism. If he gets on the field and is awesome, yeah, he'll be a pretty high pick in the draft. Um, but yeah, right. we're we're now like three years out from when we've been talking about that, and for very like various reasons, um, we have not seen it come to fruition. And, and the injury, like like you said, it's just it's hard. You know, they they say they're hoping he'll be ready for the start of the season, but they said the same thing last year. And then in the spring, you know, yeah, it's kind of been, it's manual. been a long time. It's been, you know, this, this, whatever this knee situation, or again, like I said, maybe whatever things we don't know about Yeah, exactly. effectively has kept him out for um, more than 12 months. And it's not, a, as far as we know, not a torn ACL, not like a broken bone or anything. It was a surgery that, um, was thought to be quote unquote minor surgery. There's no real, not, never, this is why there's never any such thing as minor surgery. Um, but not, not a thing that when it, when he went in to get operated on it, no one thought it was going to be last this long. No, no, true. So we're all hoping he, he gets back. That'll be a, that'll be a, a nice story when he yeah. does. Okay. Let's move. That's a good place to jump off to our uh, other topic, which is our, camp preview um what i've got done here is i've spotlighted I'd, five areas where i think miami has a chance to be better this year um you know that okay. got nowhere to go but up at some of these spots after a five and seven season and failing to qualify for a bowl game um and one of those spots is i think this the spot on the field that um understandably has people the most hyped about miami's potential is the offensive line um Zion is a huge X factor, obviously. Um, but you bring in, as we said, Matt Lee, um, Javion Cohen is, you know, a potential, you know, one of the top guards in the country. Um, Jalen Rivers, I think, is one of the most under maybe the most underrated guy on this roster. Um, and we mentioned maybe a freshman right tackle starting in, in Francis Mangoa, um, who, you know, was one of the best tackle recruits to ever commit to Miami. So um, the offensive line, I think, again, even if Zion doesn't play, even if Francis has some like growing pains, I think is going to be really solid. But again, as we said last week, the potential for this unit is, is super high. It has a chance to be like one of the best offensive lines in the country. Yeah. And I I really think it does. And and because of Mario, you believe it, right? Because that's like, I believe it because we've seen these guys and, and they're pretty impressive. And I mean, they're, you know, they're big. They're huge. When when Jalen Rivers is like your small guy, you're big. Yeah. And Matt Lee is your small guy, but he's a center. So it's definitely, <laughs> but he's a big center. And, and, not and like Corey Gaynor, uh, Ja'Kai Clark, like they've had some smaller centers. He's big. And, and, and Mario said that uh, Francis Malagoa, who's the freshman, the five star, right? He was mm-hmm. uh, one of the top two. Uh, offensive lineman in the country recruits that Miami got, and the other one, of course, is at Miami too. Yeah, Samson Okunlola. Yeah, yeah, Okunlola. Um, anyway, he's up to 
uh, Francis is up to 343 pounds or 342 pounds right now, 342. And yeah. wait, wait to hear this. He has 20% body fat. So Mario said that's broke a record for muscle something density or whatever on, on the team all time. And right b- behind him is Okun Lola. Yeah. Who he said is like, is like right behind him. The same, same thing, same, you know, so that's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And those two guys are freaks, right? The, the, that's why freaks. those guys are um, like five-star tackles, right? Like uh, that, there's, yeah. there's levels to this. <laughs> and yeah, and we, you have yeah. to be a, 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 a physical specimen like that to be five. star. you can be a really good offensive lineman without that. But those guys who, you know, those guys who are five stars are the guys who come into college and you say, Oh, that guy might be the number one pick one day. For sure. And then we all, we already talked about at center, Matt Lee, right. Yep. From UCF transfer. And now at left, well, at least in the, in the, in the spring, it was at left tackle. We had Jalen rivers right. who, uh, had again, I think things. ideally they'd like him to be at guard and Zion at left tackle, but at least but the start camp, not, they're definitely going to have Jalen rivers. With their left I tackle. Mean, I'm not talking when you have a guy that hasn't, hasn't played in whatever yeah. two years or, I mean, I'm not even thinking about that now. I'm thinking of reality, what we yeah. have in front of us. And especially because Mario already has said about, uh, you know, that, you know, that Zion's not going to be around in the beginning. Yeah. So, I, I I think Jalen Rivers, who's extremely talented, will be a left tackle. Mm-hmm. And Javion, Javion Cohen, uh, the transfer from Alabama, will be a left guard. And um, just think about that. You got Javion Cohen, and then you've got Matt Lee next to each other, Jalen River. I mean, it's re- it's it's a good off. I think it's a good offensive line. Now they've got to they've got to get. Um, you know, some depth they've got to yeah. work. Well, they got on. two other guys who like Inez Cooper started a lot of games last Inez year Cooper. and was pro- looked promising for a freshman. And he ended up at right guard. So yeah. he, Lawrence he Seymour starting. started some, so they've got, they have a couple other guys at starting experience, which is just a nice perk to have too. Yeah. Very nice. I just, again, got to stay healthy. They got to yeah. stay it's very hard to keep those big guys. Got to stay healthy. Uh-huh. You know? But uh-huh. uh, yeah. Another spot they have a chance to be better. This is going to be the easiest one is quarterback um, because, yeah. uh, you know, if Tyler Van Dyke plays like eight games, it's an improvement from last year, right? Like they're going to be better at that spot. Um, we talked a lot about him at the top half. I don't think we need to go dive too much into no. it, but, you know, got to stay healthy and we want to see what he can do in this offense. Yeah, you've said I'd it expect all. him to be a lot closer to the Tyler Van Dyke of two years ago than the Tyler Van Dyke of last year. Yeah, so do I. And and with that line, he's going to have more confidence. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, just stay healthy, Tyler. Uh, maybe we can, from there, we'll go to the, the I guess, the one hold up with Tyler Van Dyke optimism. But it's an area where I think, again, low-hanging fruit to improve um, is wide receiver, which is, <laughs> okay, um, you know, is not is maybe the biggest, the weakness of the roster other than quarterback because of the injuries. Um, right. But when, you know, the sometimes the best way to improve year over year is not to find your strengths and get better at it, it's to find your weaknesses and, and make improve, you know, go from bad in an area to average makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the wide receivers will be able to do that, but they have like a lot of room to improve on last year. Yeah, they do. Um, and 
I mean, every year we say the same thing. I know, I know. So, I mean, it's hard to look at the room and be like, there's not talent there, right? Like, they've got guys who are big recruits. They've got, you know, Tyler Harrell coming in as a transfer is is pretty interesting to add an element yeah. of speed. Um, you know, Xavier Restrepo being hurt last year hurt a lot, too. Um, I think yes, injury's kind of been forgotten a little bit. Um, you know, he, he and Tyler have obviously great chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a full year of, of Colby Young can only help. Um, remember how it was such a whirlwind Definitely. for him to get yeah. in last year. So he still, still got Brashard Smith. Brashard Smith, who uh, I love. Um, yeah, I know, and he's great, and he does it all. He does everything, right? A little. You'd like to see him get like a little bit more consistently involved, right? But once a game, it feels like he does something awesome. Um, yep. And some freshmen, right? We we both like Ray Ray Joseph, but um, they need Cole. Uh, to me, it's like Colby Young and Tyler Harrell because I, I have. Like, I kind of know what I'm getting with Restrepo, I feel like. Uh, I think- Colby Young with the chance to take a leap, and Harrell as a guy who um, his just speed I- is going to make him such a weapon. Those are guys who I, I-, I think are the kind of the X factors in that group. I think, uh, actually, I think Jacoby George is. An oh, X- yeah, Jacoby George, too. Yeah. I think he's an X factor, and I he looked really good in the spring. Yeah. And seems very confident, and the coaches seem really high on him. Mm-hmm. Another one, I don't know if I call him an X factor, but I think he's he's really big body strong. Isaiah Horton, yeah, is another. We've not seen a lot of him, but yeah, yeah, they seem to be excited about him. He was a pretty yeah. decent level recruit, um, and he's big, right? Like he's the guy who he's big, um, yeah, similar to guy. Colby Young. And you got the little Ray Ray Joseph, yeah, right? Uh, who will play? I bet you he'll play. He will play. Um, so. And uh, yeah, Xavier it's similar to where they are, were a couple like every year, right? It's like they've got all these guys who are like, "Ooh, that guy's interesting. That guy's interesting. Yeah. That guy's interesting." They got a lot of guys who are interesting. You need like one or two of them to pop, and we've well, been saying the same thing agree. every year, basically. But I think true, exactly. I think Colby. I think Colby Young. If if Tyler is 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 better, he's he's gonna he's gonna break out. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that's great about Tyler um, is he's not afraid to like fling it and like basically say, no. wide receiver, make a play. Right. Like how I many Charles and yeah. Rambo, he did that a lot with, and with Colby, like Colby's best games were like, Tyler was like, that guy's taller than the guy guarding him. I'm just going to throw it high up in the air and let him do something with it. Yeah. And they've been practicing like three days a week, mm-hmm. those guys together during the summer. And yep. what he told me that once a week, um, seven on sevens with the defense. Um, and then, you know, they do all kinds of stuff together at green tree. And um, he said, the timing has been fantastic yeah. that their timing is better than it's ever been. So, okay. Everybody's positive. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little, but not, <laughs> not too much. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's speed through the last couple. Another position okay. that has been like a weakness. I feel like for the last couple of years that I actually feel really good about um, is linebacker. Um, yep. That's definitely another place where they have a chance to get better. And, you know, that unit became pretty good by the end of last year when Besaint was out there um, making plays. He's going to be heavily involved. Um, they bring in Francisco Malangoa, Francis's older brother, transferred from Washington State, who uh, was awesome in the spring. Like, he looked so Re- good in that spring. And really smart and a leader. Yeah. And he called, you know, he calls the field and stuff. He's really good. Um, and then obviously Corey Flag back again, and that guy's been a starting Smart. linebacker for a long time. So you Good. got you got three bodies there that I think are all varying degrees of reliable slash exciting to fill two spots. 
and, and, I feel and good I, about that group. I always like Keontre. I always yeah. like yeah, Keontra. Yep. Yep. So I know it's Keontra, but they always say Dre. So I got to remember that. Um, yeah, but, another guy who started a lot of games in his career. So um, yeah, yeah I, just, I feel good about that group. I think that group's going to be good. I do Chase feel Smith, good. Chase but, Smith has been interesting. Yeah, but Chase, at no, Chase Smith is still injured. I yeah, think injured. He's, He's still injured and he's going to be, it's going to take him a while yeah. I think, to get back. I'm, I'm, but um, uh, yeah, I, again, they, I don't, it, I mean, linebackers, they just, oh God, we keep, it's like cliche. They got to stay healthy because yeah. there's really, well, nobody, they're just not deep yet. Right? They're else. not Alabama. There's, they're not Georgia. Like, no, they're not deep, but if somebody yeah. gets hurt, they're in trouble. Right. So, yep. Um, the last one is the coaching staff, which we alluded to at the top. Seven new coaches. You want to read? You have the list. I think you have the list in front I of have you. Some, I have well, some. read them off? Well, let me, let me, yeah, let me. Okay. There's some really impressive people. Ones. Okay. Yeah. We got, we got Shannon Dawson, who's the new offensive coordinator and, um, and, and also quarterbacks yep. coach. Remember last year, they had a separate quarterback yeah. coach. Gaddis, <laughs> Josh Gaddis was the wide receivers coach and offensive coordinator. Correct. And, and Frank Ponce, Frank Ponce was, was just the quarterbacks coach. Yeah. And he, he left. Uh, okay. So that's kind of Dawson now, right? QB coach coordinator, running backs coach, Tim Harris Jr., mm-hmm. who I just love, who came back, uh, came back to Miami, a local yep. guy. And, um, he was a star, you know, a great runner at Miami, star athlete. Yep. Uh, and then we got Kevin Beard came coming back, also Park another Bay, alum, national champion in 2001, and uh, really good. I think David that Kevin Beard is has done a really good job, and he's um, he's kind of like a father figure. I don't know. Yeah. He's really been getting like the, the players seem to really like him. The recruits seem to really like him. Really um, wide receivers coach and a guy who was successful too, right? Like. Those are good offenses he was part of it. Um at he's really good. Yeah, he's really good. And he, he takes the entire like human perspective, not just the right. not just the athletic stuff. He's really good. Okay, so he's Kevin Beard, receivers. Uh, you have defense defensive coordinator. Oh, we, we should say we're yeah, on Cody, we got tight end coach also, Cody Woodiel. Um Woodill, uh, yeah, is now the tight end. Popping in for Stephen Field, who goes into the recruiting office. Yeah, exactly. And also seems like a great guy. They see the guys know him because he was always around. Right. I don't I don't know him as well personally, but he seems great. And uh, and then you've got who did I miss on offense? I'm good on offense on defense. You have uh, Lance Guidry, who's the new defensive coordinator. Um, You got who's also is supposedly very, very good. And inside linebackers coach Derek Nicholson. and then you've got Jason Taylor. We all know Jason Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphin is now the, uh, he was the current, he's, excuse me, he's now the defensive line coach, as is yeah. Joe Salavea. Yeah. Okay? It's, it, it seems like they have, I don't know, they're bo- both of them coaching. But Jason T- Taylor, as we know, is going to do a lot with the Russians. Yeah, it's going to be like an ends interiors thing, yeah, I would guess. Exactly, so. exactly. And then we've got, who who else? I think you got everyone. You got Derek Nicholson, linebackers coach. So and and let's um, say let's we got Ponset left, Kevin Smith left, the running backs coach, um, and Kevin Steele left, who was a coordinate, who was mm -hmm. the linebackers coach and the co-coordinator, and Charlie Strong left, and Rod Ryan. Just a lot of changes. Yeah, a lot of changeover. Um, so yeah, a spot that's obviously a spot where a lot of question marks anytime you switch that many bodies in, but obviously, um. 
they they made those changes for a reason. They they want to get better. They want that staff to be better. And um, we'll see how it we'll see how it all pans out. Um, we'll be back next week, um, and we will have actual yeah. football kind of to talk about some real practices. Um, yes, we'll see how much we get to see, um, how many guys we get to talk to, all that kind of stuff. Um, until then, you can follow Susan on Twitter at s miller degnan. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at db wilson too. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week, and um, season's getting here quickly. So, yes, uh, it is. We got a lot of football to talk about now. It's it's we we're in the full swing of things. So we, we forgot to mention one thing. We forgot to mention the Schnellenberger Cup. Oh yeah, right. Trophy Schnellenberger Trophy. How yeah, Miami and Louisville. Now they're going to play each other more at a at a Schnellenberger Trophy. I love it. They're playing for a trophy, and it's Howard yeah. Schnellenberger's bronze cowboy boots. <laughs> I mean, that's so weird. Yeah, that's going to be the trophy. So. That's a great. That's a great weird college football trophy. Yeah, but it Miami been, doesn't have enough of them. Should have been his pipe. But yeah, here's I agree. the thing. Here's the thing. I guess at Louisville, they wanted something that was more Louisville because it's a Louisville commission or whatever sports yeah. that's uh-huh. doing it. So anyway, we got to go. Yep. Thanks as always for listening. Um, and we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Bye.